Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And of course, we got a packed show for you here today with the big news of the day, of the week, of the offseason for the Broncos. George Payton announced as the franchise's 13th general manager today. He's been an NFL executive for more than 20 years. We'll break down the ins and outs of his hire after John Elway announced that he was stepping down and talking about if Denver selected the best candidate, why Peyton's background brought him to Denver, why the Broncos think he's the right fit, and then looking ahead a little bit into the future, some of Peyton's biggest decisions coming up here shortly on Drew Locke, Justin Simmons, Von Miller, and more. So Ryan, we'll start off the show with the big question that needs to be answered. Did the Broncos make the right hire with George Payton coming over from the Vikings? You know, Kyle, I think they did. Uh, when you look at the landscape of the league, there's a lot of GM openings. And, you know, from the start nine days ago when John Elway, uh, you know, stepped out or, in his words, moved up the president of football ops, it was clear that they were looking for guys who, had, who would be first-time GMs. And make of that what you will. They were not interested in the Dimitrovs or the Jerry Reese's or the Rick Smiths of the world. And so when you separate the categories, they interviewed five guys. You know, talking to a league source today, you know, George Payton was the best of that group who was going to be a first-time GM. And I think it's important. He's 51 years old. He's been in the league 24 years. You know, granted, this is one of 32, but this is a big boy job. And I think the Broncos realize that, that it's a building job. It's a big you know, it's an iconic franchise in their mind. And they wanted to get a guy who has um, you know, a lot of experience making trades, contracts, evaluating, drafting, second deals with players, et cetera. So I think, um, I think, they, I think they did do a nice job in, in getting George Payton here for the Broncos. So Payton began his playing career at UCLA as a defensive back, played professionally in Italy and Austria, returned to the United States, started his scouting career with the Chicago Bears, rose up to the assistant director of pro personnel in 2000. From there, he went to the Dolphins as a director of player personnel, and then from the Dolphins to the Vikings, where he's been since 2007. And thought it was interesting, Ryan. Broncos only interviewed five guys for this job. Uh, Peyton also interviewed with the Lions for, for their respective GM job. But uh, some some selectivity on the Broncos' behalf and also on Peyton's behalf, too, because this is a guy who has been in the conversation or, or linked to GM jobs about a dozen times in the past. And here he is, finds the right fit in Denver, and it seems to be the right fit for the Broncos from Ellis's and Elway's perspective. Yeah, the fact they only interviewed five guys and one of them was in-house, to me that to me that means they really had their sights set on Peyton from the very beginning. And what, what I liked about the hire is he has no ties to the Broncos. And it's the first time in over 30, 30, 35 years that a GM was hired that didn't have some tie or experience previously with the organization. And that, frankly, that's what this franchise needs. They, they need a fresh start. And... You know, a fresh set of eyes, a fresh way of doing stuff. You know, just start over because five straight playoff year, years out of the playoffs means what you're doing is not working. And so I applaud them for, for that, even though they did interview Champ Kelly and Dave Ziegler, who, who previously worked for the Broncos. You know, go with somebody who has a lot of chops and personnel, has not made the final call, but has made a lot of key decisions. And, you know, um, 
you, you, I talked to Dan Hammond, a longtime former executive who does a lot of uh, you know work now on you know GM watch list and stuff. And I asked him, I said, do you, did you agree with casting a you know a narrow net and only interviewing five guys compared to Carolina, which I think is up to eleven or twelve? And he said a sweet spot for his four to six guys. But you know he's he he semi applauded Carolina because the more guys you get in, the more opinions you're going to get about your roster. These guys are going to come in. They're going to tell you the truth. They're going to tell you the truth about what's wrong, how they're going to fix it. And maybe you get an idea from candidate number seven that applies to when you hire candidate number four. So, But uh, the Broncos were calculated in this approach. They, they had their sights set on these um, five guys. They didn't want to go the experienced GM route. And uh, But I think they found a happy medium with George Payton's not been a GM, but he's, but he's, but he's carried out a lot of those duties, especially for Minnesota. So the Vikings under Peyton made the playoffs six times and he'll come over to Denver hoping to, like you said, Ryan, revive a franchise that has been out of the playoffs for a half decade now since their win in Super Bowl 50. So Broncos cast a narrow net. They get their guy. George Peyton is set to address the media next Tuesday. So it's going to be a little while before we can officially talk to him. But Ryan, what would these next few weeks look like for Peyton? And obviously he's got some looming questions about this roster and, and some decisions to make, especially in regards to some, some notable veterans. Yeah. And I, I talked to a couple of people about that. Uh, you know, I said, take me through the next two weeks for George Peyton. And the key thing is he doesn't have to look for a coach. He can hit the ground when he gets back into Denver over the weekend and start me with his scouts, start me with his coaching staff, spend a lot of time with Vic. And the key part is learn what the coaching staff is looking for and learn what you have on hand under contract. After that, then you can start talking about, okay, which free agents do you want to bring back? Which veterans maybe you want to move on from? And and one thing about this draft, the first draft for a GM in this situation, you're going to be using the Broncos grading system, so that's going to be a little bit, a little bit of an adjustment. So it will be up to the scouts uh, and Brian Stark, the college scouting director, to make it a way that uh, that's understandable for for George Payton on draft weekend. And maybe that's overrated, but I, I think it's 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 a nice little you know nugget for for what a new GM goes through. Once you get through the draft, then he'll probably you know add a number two guy, maybe before uh, that replace Matt Russell, and, and he may make some changes to the scouting staff. We don't know, but you know before the draft, he's got to make some big decisions. And you know the three main ones are Drew Locke, Bob Miller, Justin Simmons. My my prediction is that he'll want to stick with Locke for the year, but find an upgrade for the number two spot. You know, maybe push him take over if he gets injured or just is having a bad day. Uh, because I think Peyton will look at this jet chart and say, okay, this team needs defense, defense and a lot of defense, and they have a young offensive core. Bob Miller, my, my stance is uh, made. It's the same as Mark Kislev. I think it's time to say goodbye to Bond. Thank him for his service. He's $22 million on the cap. You can create about 17 or 18 by cutting him. You can devote that to my next guy, Justin Simmons. Um, you know, what is what does Peyton think of Simmons? Does he feel he's a uh, foundation player who deserves a multi-year deal to reset the safety market, or does he want him to play on the tag, or does he say, "Hey, we can draft somebody a lot cheaper who can uh, play just as well"? That's a tough ask. That third one. So, uh, you know, I'll turn the tables on you. You know, what do you think you do? What would you do if you're the GM with those three guys? Well, I think I give another year. Uh, to Drew Locke to develop, make him, you know, not the de facto starting QB, perhaps going to camp, maybe bringing in a veteran to to help push him, but 
Uh, I think, you know, you give Drew Locke another year and hope he progresses as the franchise hoped he he would, you know, when they drafted him in 2019. Justin Simmons, I, I'm pretty much in step with you on, on Simmons and Miller. I think you say goodbye to Von Miller, you know, a veteran that's done a lot here, Super Bowl and 50 MVP. You can't forget about all that. And he surely will go down as one of the greatest Broncos ever. His name will be in that ring of fame one day and, and probably in the Hall of Fame, too. But I think you got to move on from him and do what you can to lock down Justin Simmons. Yeah, you could franchise tag him if you're Peyton this year, and that'll be a second straight year Simmons is on the franchise tag. But I don't think him or his camp is going to be receptive to that. Simmons, as we know, wants a multi-year deal. And based off the end of season Zoom, he's ready to look elsewhere for it. So if you really want to keep Simmons, and of course, I think George Peyton wants to keep an all-pro safety in-house uh, or pro bowler, should I say, he got snubbed for the all pro team this year, second team all pro last year. But my point stands, you, you keep Simmons, maybe on a, on a multi-year deal, that would be the best case scenario for Broncos country. But Ryan, some other decisions to make with some of these other highly priced vets as well. And guys who were brought in just before last year, AJ Boye in the secondary, Melvin Gordon in the backfield, and then up front on the defensive line, Jarrell Casey, three pretty costly guys, costly salaries right there. Yeah, I think Casey and Boyd are easy decisions. And, and, and I'll segue just for a moment to entertain the listener because that's why we're here. I got a reader email after my analysis piece in Tuesday's paper saying, I crossed the line by telling the Broncos what's, what, uh, what they should do with these players. <laughs> that's what we're here for. And I told the reader that. I think he understood it after I explained it to him. But I digress. <laughs> uh, Casey is an easy decision. I think Boy is an easy decision. That'll clear a lot of cap space. Melvin Gordon's a little trickier. He's probably going to start with a three-game suspension. If you cut Gordon, and then what? What's that running back? This could be a lifeline for, for Philip Lindsay to return. I would not tender him, but I would not close the door, see if he can come back at a, at a reasonable rate and give him another shot. I do like Royce Freeman. I like Royce Freeman as a backup because he can play on third down. That said, if you cut Gordon, you have to draft a running back probably in day three that you can get ready for the future. Um, you know, one of the interesting guys could be Kareem Jackson. Uh, you can you can like the other guys create a ton of cap space. I thought Kareem was a pretty good player last this past year. You know, a hard hitter, makes a lot of tackles, finally got an interception in the finale. But does Peyton see a guy who can continue at that rate and is you know over the age of 30, 33, 34, or do they want to cut him a year early as opposed to a year late? Um, you know, so those are some of the decisions. On offense, I don't think he really has a lot of calls outside of Gordon. Right. Favor, you feel good about where they are there. Tight end, the same thing. Offensive line, um, if you like Elijah Wilkinson as a swing backup tackle, um, you know, I think you're, you're in pretty decent shape there. Again, folks, First and Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. And, of course, we'll be tracking all these off-season developments and what George Payton does in his first season at the helm as the Broncos' new general manager. 13th in franchise history. You can head to DenverPost.com slash Broncos to read more on Payton and, like I said, more on the Broncos' off-season going forward. Once again, this has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you listening in to the show. And until next time, folks, take it easy.